Whether you're a geek in a cape. Or I don't like saying geek there. We should say nerd instead. Well, our show's called Entertain the Geeky. I so, understand. So your show is for people who bite the head off of live animals as sideshow freaks. So whether you're a nerd in a cape. Or a rogue who's sneaky. Join Chris. Roger and. Mike. As we entertain the geeky. I like the <laughs> fact that Mike was like, I'm going to piggyback off Roger's questioning his name. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> well, most people call me Brodor, which is probably the easier way on, on my radio personality. This persona that I do for shows, most people just call me Brodor. Well, okay, we, well, we fucking Brodor. Like, like yeah. Mike Brodor has been a friend and a confidant and like an advisor for many years to both you, I, Jason. And he was our boss. Pretty much anybody that we talk to on a daily basis or have a relationship with now is kind of your fault. Yeah, good. I, yeah. I, good. You're welcome. I own a business with Mike. Yeah, you it, do. You do. Space Talk Productions <laughs> is a 50-50 partnership between myself and Mr. Parsons. Like, it's insane that, uh, I, I said this when we, uh, one of our friends passing, but like you and him and, and the community that we have is strictly because of the environment that you created well now i'm gonna get embarrassed but also i'm going to be reminded of your brilliance that <laughs> to this day at that man's wake you still said the most fucking metal thing i have ever heard in my entire life which was which was well actually so i'm gonna let roger deliver the line if he remembers it because i do i remember it verbatim because regularly i must make my wife remind me how fucking metal roger was at this man's wake so are our, our, our friend, uh, the manager of the old fantasy shop, Florissant Rick Tess, had passed away, and we were all getting together. And the the relationships, the relationships built was because of the store and all of that. And I said we were all giving our memories, and I said, "Look, Rick Tess proved one thing to us all, and that's NPCs truly matter." Yeah, fucking metal, like fucking metal, so hurtful and real and true and just raw. Oh my god, I was so high that night. I looked at my wife and I was like. Swear to God, I, I want that on my tombstone. Tell me tomorrow exactly what Roger said, so that I will never remember this because it's the most metal fucking thing I have ever heard. And, and Mike like this dropped, guy, yeah. like Mike dropped, and 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 like he, he was like, "That's the greatest thing ever." And then it was his turn, and he was like, "I I I got nothing." Yeah, I'm out. He's never at a loss for words, no, too. No, now I did jump back in you and did. go on a whole soliloquy about how Rick was creepy and ogled girls. Which and he was. He was, but he was also a decent, generous guy. Yeah. You know, because he, he had layers to him. Yeah. Like an onion. Like, yeah. an like every person. Like every, an ogre. Every person has some degree of depth. I mean, he did, like, like the reason you know me as Roger Wayne is because of yeah. him. Yeah, Roger well, Wayne Moss. Yeah, I was like, who's Roger Wayne Moss? A guy sounds like a fucking serial killer. Which is 100% true. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, for sure. And then, you know, met him through the store. And, yeah, and, and now, he was a serial killer. And Yeah, yeah. And so, then Mike trained me for like a day and said, yeah. get the fuck out of my store. Yeah. So let me say this before we get into it, because I know that this is your guys' show, yeah. but we were talking about things that we're going to address today. So there are two subjects, if I may. Yeah, sure. One, I think Rosario De Rosario Dawson is delightful and a wonderful actress, and I'm so excited that she's going to play Ahsoka Tano. Fuck yeah. When I was watching Clone Wars, at first I fucking hated that petulant, obnoxious child. By the end of the series, her story arc was so good. She is my favorite character. As long as I get to see her her dance on a rooftop i'm okay you know clerks callback too yeah. Yeah, yeah so i i love her she's a wonderful actress and i find i mean not that her attractiveness matters for her ability as an actress um i mean it speaks for her charisma but 
you know, she's not interested in being with me. It's my understanding is that she came out. Is that real? Uh, no, because she was she's dating uh, one of the Democratic nominees that just dropped out of the uh, out of the race. Oh, really? Yeah. So she oh, was... I thought Rosario Dawson was into chicks. Not no, that I care. No, she I might just... be. Yeah. Okay. She might be both. She might. She, she might be, be both sides. Got it. Yeah. Right. But right yeah. Good for her. You, you have a shot. She. Well, no, I don't, because um, I'm married. <laughs> and number one, number two, there is no way a woman of her status and notoriety would be interested in dating me. Mike, all you have to do is dream and dream. Big. She's not good enough for you. Yeah. yeah well, that's, I would not. not let her date you yeah, well, how about that so the point is the, <laughs> the point is she's wonderful and i'm super stoked that she's playing that character yeah, yeah. but we she are, was the night nurse too and she, she was which is badass she was great i love her but uh we were talking about covid and how it's impacted people and yeah. about how i'm super energized and talky to be in presence with other human beings yeah we, we are we are we are practicing social distancing about three feet away instead yeah. of the the six the six um yeah, Chris put his put Chris put his dick out two dozen times, and that's how we determined exactly. how far away we needed to be from one um, another. That's exactly right. Yeah, but, yeah. but COVID is a thing, and we yeah. talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quarantine we joked about happening is actually mm-hmm. happening. Uh, so now's your time to get together, game over the phone, game game guys. Just you've got you've got do a the month. Netflix party app too. That's There's fucking so many cool things shit. going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mike, you're a role player. Yeah. Like that is your hobby. That is what what keeps that, you going. I, I love miniatures, or as I refer to them, toy soldiers and toy soldier games. Most miniature hobby stuff that I do relates to role playing games and not miniature games. Um, I love board games, but you're right. the The storytelling community activity of role playing games that's really my that's my cup of tea. And you're also one of the people that actually enjoy getting around a table. I do. Like I, the entire point of this hobby is getting around a table. Yeah. telling a story doing things like yeah, that yeah not not seeing other human beings in person socially is driving me fucking mad can we cuss on the show is that okay yeah, oh, yeah. Well, well hey, okay. hey so okay oh, oh, <laughs> so, no, so i cuss so much on i know so season, we're we're, like... we're we're recording <laughs> or uh we're not, yeah we're recording this promo for conniving cooks and jason's like yeah i had uh i had mike on the show i'm like i know that's really awesome he's like did you listen to it yet i was like i haven't yet and he's like you need to listen to it I was like, oh, it's good. He's like, it's good. He's like, but I had to put a disclaimer on it because there was so much profanity in yeah. it. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's so Mike. <laughs> the worst part is, is that I really tried. I was like, I was like, okay, that's my fourth F-bomb. And he goes, no. Yeah, no, no, I, when no. I was on Nerd News, I dropped it one time, quickly apologized. Yeah. And Jason's like, it's already fucking over. Let's just go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we're we're an adult-oriented show. Yeah. Eighteen right. over is what we're supposed to say, according to Jason. No, we have it. to so, we have to put a, a explicit content thing on which it. We, which we have talked about streaming ropes of jism flying across the room on this show. Yeah, I mean, if you've not caught on at this point, you're doing yeah. something you wrong. Can't, but you can't. Say, I don't. You don't have to actually label it. What? You don't have to label that. They uh, give you the option to check yeah, the box. So, so I can tell you for a fact that I know Jason has a specific listener who reached out to him and said, hey, I like the fact that this is family friendly and that I may listen to this show while my daughters are in the car. Don't listen to my my episode, Mr. Sisson. Well, you know what's so funny is... um, God damn it, Ken. You son of a bitch. I've done nerd news with him before. And I was like, man, fuck that. And uh, he's like, dude, he's like, I, I'm trying to like tone that down on the show, and I'm like, man, that's that's 
fucking but stupid. That's his show. <laughs> that's and, 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 and like, like as part of the company, we're like, Jason, this is <laughs> your show. No, no, we did, we did. Do we're, whatever the fuck you want to do. We were yeah. like, do it, do it how you think it's going to be yeah. best. And, and, and he, he is. And he, he is killing it. So, how would you guys feel if uh, the Influence Foundation hired Jason as an actual employee? Whatever. I don't care. Would that bother you guys? Why? Would it Why? Bother us? I don't know because he's yours and he works with you and he's part of your company. He's an owner in our company, though. He would just be my fucking lapdog. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah he sure. would just work for the Influence Foundation. No, why okay. would that bother anybody? Would it bother you the fact that he's still doing no. shit with us? No, 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 no. Dude, listen. The Influence Foundation has. <laughs> it's the, fluid. The Influence Foundation understands that one of the most successful tactics in American business is cross pollinated boards of directors. And so if Jay Jason is part of your company, but also part of my company. That means that I have influence inside your company. That's great with me. I love it. <laughs> yeah, right? no, fuck it. Like, honestly, yeah. Jason would be a, a wonderful addition to Well, to so I was talking, I was thinking about the Influence Foundation expanding into comics as well. well hold on, and that Jason quickly. would be perfect for that. He and would. that I would pay would. him as an employee. Real yeah. quickly, uh, explain to our listeners who don't really know you. Oh. Because this is the first time they're meeting Mike. Uh, what the Influence Foundation is? Yeah, so fucking four I, years I, to get you here. By the way, four years. Four yeah, years. I would have been done, going on for. A I would have done this. I would have done this day one, eight o'clock. <laughs> My ass. It was like fucking pulling teeth to get an audience with you yeah, for a well, good period okay. of time. The only reason you're here now is we recorded Who Wears the Pants five minutes ago. Uh, well, okay. So that's I. If you guys had said, "Hey, we're not going to do pants, but we are going to record this," I would have been over because I am an absolute publicity. Who are any anyone who will provide me the opportunity to talk and bloviate on their microphone? I will do. I'll take it. All, All right. right. So the influence organization, like influence foundation, foundation. Yeah. goinfo.org. Yeah, what is this? Like, like so, honestly. So the influence foundation is my media company for doing uh, digital media for analog gaming. Okay. Now. You know, storytelling is an important part of uh, sort of the, the business that we do in terms of working in the hobby industry, because those stories are the basis of all games, whether it's a theme on your board game or a theme and an aesthetic on your miniatures game, or whether it's a theme and a story arc and a specific aesthetic for your role-playing game. It's all about storytelling, right? And so the Influence Foundation's idea is, or at least what they pitched to me, is what we'll do is we'll sit down and we'll talk to people who work in the gaming industry who are also avid gamers who deal with the difficulties and the challenges of making your hobby your profession and vice versa. So I do Dungeons and Dragons all day because I work for a company that does third-party D&D stuff. But then on the weekend, I also play D&D. And at some point, there is a blend, a gray area between passion and profit. Right. Right. So where does that line, where is that line for you? And what's your story about being inside the industry and about being a hobbyist and balancing those two aspects of your life? So you're really shining a light on, on, um, the creators yeah, and, and, and retailers, industry insiders, basically people who love this hobby, but also make their, their living mortgage off of it. Yeah. because of the hobby. That's interesting because a lot of us, you know, we know the main, we know the big guys. We know Richard Garfield, yeah. and we know we know those guys. But we guys don't that know. don't have problems paying their mortgage, right? But, yeah. but we don't know the guys that make, you know, Sentinels of the Multiverse yeah. are 
or yeah. So yeah. you're yeah, so, so the local greater than games yeah. or genius games or Stonemeyer games. I mean, Slugfest games. Slug. Well, they're, they're not St. Louis though, right? No, they're yeah, not. I didn't think so. But they did sponsor us briefly. No, the, the yeah. other the other three that I mentioned are local to St. Louis. Um, uh, Gray Fox. Is yeah, Gray Fox one. is local to St. Louis. I mean, there's a there are a number of role playing game people who do. Uh, um, uh, what is it? Spaceships and Star Wars or Star Worms and Spaceships or okay. yeah, Ben Quiggins game, which Ben, I'm sorry for butchering your the name of your, your RPG. But basically, the idea is, is that I I created a company. Uh, I left the hobby industry, which I've got 15 plus years of experience in doing right. comic book and gaming retail specifically. Uh, sold 20% of my company and now I've got enough money to basically travel the country and meet people who are in the industry both at their retail stores, at their homes, at conventions, but COVID-19 took a big steamy wet dump on that. Which which leads to the next topic. How is, because you've been I don't want to use the word insider loosely but you really have been. Like like your position at your old retail retail job was like you were the insider. You were dealing with companies and you were dealing with manufacturers. Well, so it, so when like I worked for, and when I was at the fantasy shop, that was true. My right. tenure with the miniature market, that was not the yeah, case. Yeah, well, let's go back. You were the events back. coordinator is there, there, though. Is there, is there some point where you guys will allow me to link this episode to my website? Go so ahead. to I'll, I'll, I'll give you the audio file. Uh, yeah. Cool. Great. Go I, ahead. Would, I would love that because Jason's going to do the same thing for Nerd News and Dan Rupperger at Fear the Boots doing the same thing with the episode we that we we first off like like no bullshit we love you mike wow. like yeah. when i hate human emotions shut so. up and listen we love you we want to make sure your your new thing gets as gets out as quickly as possible my endeavor is exposed but yeah. also this is exposing ourselves sure. to a lot yeah. of now, now on the flip side yeah, is, yeah no it, this is cross like, cross-pollinated boards of directors yeah fear, fear the boot it has has a wide audience uh, right they're now. they're way bigger than us put together multiplied by a factor of 10 exactly yeah, yeah. um but no like but you were like like you've talked to these distributors you've talked to these manufacturers oh, sure. how is covid and, and more importantly well, going to affect so us? And, and and jason and i talked about this on nerd news which this will be i don't know the 15th time i've mentioned it between the two episodes yeah no uh, absolutely so but so at at the gamma trade show the concern was is that a lot of the big names didn't show up um, because of the absence uh, or because of COVID. A lot, a lot of companies didn't show up because they were concerned. Wizards of the Coast or the Watsies, as yeah. I like to call them. Watsies. Watsies. The, the Watsies didn't show up uh, because Seattle oh. is a hotbed of COVID yeah, activity. Yeah, bad. Yeah. Uh, so they didn't show up. So then retailers who retailers decided to cancel other exhibitors are canceling. So the hall looks very empty because they took what was going to be a relatively full hall, spread it out to make room for the exhibitors that did show up, but also spread it out for social distancing, which made it look well destitute. Uh, so it made it look empty. Part of the reason uh, we're going to make this announcement really quickly. We were going to launch Conniving Cook's Kickstarter May 5th. Yeah. Due to the COVID outbreak and, and the quarantines are happening, we are pushing that back to a date later to be determined. Part right. of that decisioning came from I saw your Facebook picture mm-hmm. of Gamma <laughs> yeah. with one person in the hall, yeah. and I was like, "Shit!" Yeah. Now, to be fair, to be fair, to, to be, be fair, fair, that was uh, like 
three thirty, four o'clock in the afternoon on the second day. It's fucking gamma, though. No, it's true. Well, and here's and here's why. People were going home. It was just like Sunday, the last hour and a half, two hours of the uh, of the convention floor, the exhibit hall at Gen Con, right? People were going home. They realized that there's not really anything going on on Friday. Um, so there's no reason for me to stick around for Friday. This hall's dying. People are people just started to go home. They started to wrap up and close early because there was no one there. Now, the big concern about COVID was all of the different areas that it is going to impact in the production and sales chain of a game. And the real big paranoia that uh, that 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 Dan sort of uncovered from Dan from Fear the Boot is that it's the life cycle of games that are going to suffer, right? Because your game goes into production. You go to Gamma to try to get distributors to carry your game. You go to Gamma to see what new games are out there. The distributors are talking about what's independent out there. What's the industry news? What's what are the products that we're going to be excited about? But now what we're looking at is how COVID is going to impact if we don't have Adepticon, which is not Adepticon was supposed to be this coming weekend. I was going to Chicago to meet people and interview and do exactly what I did as ga- at Gamma, but to a larger degree because I was bringing my podcast and my my recording rig. Well, Adepticon got canceled. Well, I know people here locally that are designing a miniatures game that was getting released at Adepticon. So now what? Games Workshop purportedly was going to make some big announcement at Adepticon. Not going to happen. But more importantly, how much product did we ship to Chicago that's still in storage that we were going to sell for our booth? Because we shipped it a couple weeks early to make sure that it was there and make sure that it was going to be there on time. Am I ever going to get that product back? Product's already paid for. It's in your warehouse. Do we have the shipping infrastructure to send that product to me? If you go to China, do I have the storage space here for that I, product right. too? I mean, that's so huge. One, I have a basement. one are the are the Chinese going to make my game? Because when they're making face masks and gas masks and medications, my role playing game is not a priority. Right. So, is it going to get made? Is it going to find space on a container? Is it going to make its way to the United States? Is it going to make it from that storage facility at the dock to my storage facility at my warehouse? Or to the distributor? Is the distributor going to have the infrastructure to send it to the game store? Is the game store going to be open to sell my product? Oh, and by the way, if I don't have Gen Con to get that product in front of tastemakers and alpha gamers, what's that going to do to the to my game sales? So, uh, wow. Like no, that's my, fucking my, hard. Yeah. Like well, wait, Pop, let's but... talk about comic books because you guys do comic books on this show. Yeah. yeah. New books come out every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. My comic book store is closed for 30 days. That's four, four comic book sales cycles. That's so, four so Wednesdays. That pull and hold is going to be a pull bitch it. for you. Well, they also say that because uh, I was we were talking to Jason about this. Right. Um, most of the stores are running like a one-person skeleton crew kind of thing. Curbside And service. it's curbside yeah. pickup. So right. if you have a poll, So I can't great. come... So, okay. But so, you can't come and select books. All right. Which, what is that going to do for titles that are brand new? Oh, what is that going to do for back them. issues? Cripple what is it... I mean, is Diamond Distributors the only comic book distributor in the United States? Which has, we have an issue with on this show. Yeah. Well, 
Well, here's here's the thing. They they hire they hire temp workers to work. It's my understanding, and I could be very wrong at this point. I do not know over the years how their infrastructure has changed. However, at one point it was we get day laborers or people that work for temp agencies to come in on on you know one or two days a week to sort through all these books and to package them up. Well, how many of those people are available to actually? Are you even going to get your books? Are your books going to be on time? People aren't allowed in your store to try new stuff. You're not going to talk to people about new books. A guy like Jason, who is an amazing employee to have at your comic book store, because he's engaging you and he's saying, oh, dude, Roger, I know you like this author. I know you like this artist. It's super kick-ass. Brand new today. Check it out. It's not happening. It's no, not it's, happening anywhere. And that's the only reason I read Nailbiter. Jason. Like, yeah. yeah. Like like that. Yeah. Uh, Dude, have you played the Alien game. RPG? I haven't. Like, I want to buy so it. It's so fucking cool, like, and you should buy it. But you know what you can't do? You can't come to my game store and feel my hype. You can't. Oh, <laughs> goddamn Mike with a C. Um, you can't come in and feel my energy and my hype and my enthusiasm. And you cannot Experience what it is to, yeah. yeah. And that's what we do, right? And that's what I do as a speaker. Human interaction, reading body language. Most of our communication is nonverbal. I am very bad if I can't be with you in person. Well, and the thing about us is we're nerds. Mm -hmm. We're geeks. We're, we're, we are in our own little bubble. Now, society has allowed us to explore. Thank you, MCU. Thank you, the explosion of pop culture. But we're still like, what is ours? Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy Magic Packs. I'm going to buy the new D&D book. Right. You're, I forgot you were a villain. I, I Not anymore. I haven't okay. played Magic in yeah. a very long time. No, I'm kidding. There, Magic the Gathering is like CPAP patients. 10% <laughs> of them are fucking amazing. Yeah, the I'm, other 90% are monsters. And I'm in that 10%. Yeah. Because uh, the community matters more than the game. Mm. Uh, but I can't walk into Fantasy Shop, Miniature Market, Newcastle, and pick your brain mm -hmm. about the alien RPG, the new RPGs that are coming out that might expand my horizon. Right. And that's really where COVID-19 is hurting us mm -hmm. as a hobby. Well, I mean, hell, let's just medically. So, and I told the show a couple episodes ago yeah. on who wears the pants. I've told it multiple times, but I've destroyed my left eye, not destroyed, but damaged it to the point where it's really severely impacting my vision. It is getting worse. I have to have surgery. I was at the doctor yesterday. The doctor, because there's only one operational, that's redundant. There's only one functional OR that they have for the, at this facility, at this hospital, downtown, fucking big barns. They have one optical OR that they can use. So my case has to be reviewed by a board and prioritized for them to determine when I will get my surgery. Now, they, everyone who on the board at this point agrees that I need surgery, but imagine in six months when this is worse. And we're not talking about government controlled healthcare. We're not talking about the yeah, fabled death yeah. panels or anything like that. This is private healthcare where the hospital is so stressed where they're saying, okay, your case is important, but it's not as important as this guy or this lady over here. Yeah, right. whose like, lungs are liquefying. Well, my mom's an office manager for, for one of the hospitals. Yeah. Her, I won't say what, yeah. but elective surgeries are stopped. Right. Well, imagine now, imagine we're in a situation where you don't have private health insurance, where it is the government that is making these assessments. The government who mismanages money, the government who mis 
mismanages people. The government that doesn't give a shit. I just got political. I'm sorry. You totally did. Yeah. Yeah. These uh, are the, the these are the people that are going to make the decisions about your health care. I mean, it's it's just, terrifying. It's reality. Yeah. Right. And, and that's and, where we're headed. And I can only tell you that I'm I'm doing this from my personal experience. I don't know what other people are going through. I'm just telling you, I literally was told by my doctor that there will be a peer review board that will decide if and when I get my surgery. And is because that, of COVID. Yeah, because because they're stopping all elective surgeries. Yeah. But this isn't elective. I'm literally going blind, Roger. I understand. And they've already said, eh, you're not that blind. Go on. <laughs> get some context. You'll be fine. But so if it's hitting us on a medical level like that where Mike can't get his fucking surgery. Yeah. It's hitting stores like Fantasy Shops doing curbside only. Yep. North Central Hobbies announced yep. today that they're only going to be doing curbside service, which for North Central Hobbies... They're not that, the like like that clips shop, their fucking wings. Right for fantasy yeah. shoppers, you have pull and hold customers. You have customers that you know are going to get their entertainment. Are you still doing special orders? Like, no. can I can I can I call fantasy shop and say, hey, will you right. order this for me and call me when it comes Which in? And I'll drive will. by and pick it up. Which right? they will. Right, because like, that's Central, an advantage that miniature market. They're not doing it. Yeah, no. North Central Hobbies though is is the you walk in to buy a jar of paint. Mm -hmm. And you see the new model on the shelf. Yeah, no, it is it is an impulse sort of buy. Exactly. It's not, yeah. And that store, I, I honestly, and, and we've had Bill on the show before. Yeah. I don't know how Bill and Dennis pull through this because they were hanging on by a thread that, before COVID-19. You know, we, we talked about this when Bill was on the show. Uh, how, how the fuck did you guys make it through 2008? Yeah, I don't know how they make it through 2020. And, I don't know yeah. how, like St. Louis, mm -hmm. we live in a very odd place because we're not the gaming center. We're not the mm -hmm. East Coast. We're not Seattle. But we have, you cannot throw a stone in St. Louis without hitting a game store. No, it's true. And how do the smaller game stores, how does Darkseid pull through? Game Night, who was literally begging for people to fucking... I, 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 no, longer, I no longer work for Miniature Market. And yeah. so I will be more open about the Game Night situation than I would have been before. But let me preface this by saying I like Walker very much. Right. Um, and I want Walker to be successful. But I disagree with if you are a retail store and you're role, your function, right? Your core tension to use Justin Gary's language for game design is getting people in the store to buy stuff, right? If you are not successful at getting people to come in your store and buy stuff, what possibly makes you think that you will be successful to beg those same people for money when you're not giving them stuff. Well, and we can obviously right. talk about game nights, mismanagement of moving to a new location. Uh, well, so, and again, and I, we're not, I mean, I, I, I'm not Walker and Walker's going to be the best guy to explain the situation, but everything that I knew from when Chris Prysock was co-owner of the company, the move was the right decision. And well, and we need, one thing I would like to do on the show is actually try to reach out to local game owners. Oh, well like, then now see, that is where we become because as the Influence Foundation, that is one of the things that we want to do is collate data on store sales because that's something that doesn't exist. No. But any which way, I would I would love to work with you, Roger, to get that done so we can exchange connections. Well, much like we did with Bill. Like we yeah. had Bill on the show and Bill was explaining his store, his demographic, which is a lot different than ours because he's an RC car model guy. Yeah. But I would love to talk with, with game shop owners right. about, one, 
how do they survive this? Mm-hmm. Two, were they ready for this? You, you, no. So, okay. and how do you pick up from all? No. Of this? Okay. So here, if because we both our our nine to five is car business. Our nine to five is shut down right now. Yeah. yeah. It, the car business doesn't fucking shut down. I'm gonna be we're super unprofessional and go piss while you guys break down the car industry. Go ahead. Is no, we're cool? not gonna break down the car industry. But if that industry, the one that doesn't close for anything, like if you're dying, they're like, all right, well, I'll see you in an hour. You know, you can be a right. little bit late today. Um, that's it. Uh, so, so how, how does that affect these shops? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's like, fucking honestly, huge. Honestly, guys, nerds, geeks, dorks. Y'all. Now is the time to support. Like, we have raised the banner in the past. Support your local game stores. Support your hobby. Uh, now is the time to do it. Honest to God, the, the ones that are offering curbside service, the ones that, like, normally you would hop online and you would save the 20 bucks buying a board game. Don't. Do not do that. Call your LGS. Get the curbside service. Support these people because right now the events have stopped. You know what's hard about that? Okay. So using Miniature Market as an example, um, they are a local game store. Yeah. They have their game store shut down right now. Yeah, but but they're fine. Do you order from their online store? No. 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 I personally would not. If if they are the store that I game at, I absolutely order from them. Me going to Miniature Market, though, is me, like, nine times out of ten, one... We've discussed on the show norm- like like numerous times how I don't have a home right now. So I would walk into Miniature Market with the pretense of, I'm going to find something I, I don't know. Yeah. Now, you're gone. Mike's gone. I really have no no desire to go, go right. there. And I love Miniature right. Market for what they do. Right. But I don't have a home right now. Yeah. For the ones that have a home. For the ones that normally would go to that store and you would spend your 20 bucks on Magic cards, but you're still going to order the board games online because they're cheaper, don't do that right now. Now, fucking for sure do that curbside pickup. Fucking spend but the this, extra this 20 is, bucks. Is, well, I disagree. As a former Miniature Market employee, Miniature Market's website is still functional. Their well, warehouse no, I, is... I just said that. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. no, no. I, I, I just beat and, that drum because I was like, if that's your store, continue to order from them. Yeah, they'll mail to no, you. If, they do, they if, do free shipping over 100 bucks. And if if still, it's a local store. Yeah. But this is, this is also... This is one of the things that's wrong with the fucking industry because if you exclusively shop in game at Miniature Market, by God, keep them going. Yeah. If you're one of those people though that you go you to You go to Newcastle. You go to yeah. Newcastle and you buy your magic cards there and you support them by through doing the local events and that's where you go to game. Don't order the board game. Order it from them. Do the curbside there. They need that right now more than you than than that twenty bucks. But you're this is save. so. This I'm is, sorry, Mike. I know this spits in your capitalistic viewpoint. Of, well, no, of, this is because this is something that we've talked about on the show, and I've talked about with Mike on who wears the pants. You, it is so fucking important at this point for you local stores to have an online presence. And God, if, yes. If you opened up online ordering, you would be doing yourself a profound service. Jesus, I'm drooling and shit. And you would be doing your customers a service, and it would help to bulletproof you a little bit in times like this. A week ago, Chris and I were talking about how great it would be to be quarantined because we get to play more D&D. And we're going to play more D&D. We're going to play more role-playing games. But but is, is that wise? Is it wise in the situation for us to risk infection to play a fucking game? 
Uh, I, I'm of the opinion, yes. Yes. But and, and, I, and I post I posed that question like I was well, like I was I was in the anti camp. Let, let me ask but, you a question. Like I'm gonna stop. You. Did 9-11 stop you from gaming? No. In fact, my wife and I got married. So 9-11 happened. We got married on October 13th. So just just over a month later, and we flew to Disney World. So, but 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 the difference is... He had, it, he had great airplane keys. Is, yeah. is, that, is that... I did have great airplane keys. Is that there wasn't... In, there wasn't this... No, this Roger, is do you have COVID? No. Do I have COVID? I don't know. No. The does fact you, of the does is, Chris have COVID? Nobody know. knows here. And, and even if I did, could I get a test? No, because I'm not exhibiting sy- symptoms. Right. And you're so, not rich. So but, what the what the fuck does it matter? Let's just. Yeah, but but anyway, I don't want to get you sick because I don't want to kill your grandma. I right. don't want to get Chris sick because I don't want to get his kids sick. Well, his kids are little germ factories, and we can discuss that later. Yeah, well, they're the, way more than six feet away from me, right? Because uh, but, of you know the, the but, because of the, the we oil do order. Live, yeah, we well, do no, I was going to. I'm going to boil you in oil. If oh you no, I, I was I was actually order. saying because of you know the the court order, but <laughs> <laughs> but gaming does not have to suffer because of this. No, because you've got roll twenty. You've, you've got, got so much technology. Fuck it. I can just FaceTime you from my phone mm-hmm. and watch you roll the dice if yeah, I have to but, as a DM. But here's why here's why I don't want to do that. And here's why I don't want to report record podcasts remotely. Because it takes I, away from the human I, it, yeah, I can't I, I just that that level of communication to me is so empty. While I understand you and I agree hundred percent with you, gaming at a table. This is the reason why I don't. If you agreed 100% with me, you would not be making a case to do digital uh, gaming. Hear me out. But <laughs> Hear me out. As much as I love sitting at a table and as much as I love the interaction, mm-hmm. and, I, and that, that's really where role-playing shines. Role-playing is our, is our thing. Yeah. Right? Uh, that's where role-playing shines. The idea that we're at a table, we can be fluid, we can joke, we can talk about butt-fucking the earth mm-hmm. and pick up the dice when the combat happens. To ensure the survival of the hobby and to ensure the survival of the story, mm-hmm. right now sometimes changes do have to be made. Uh, well, so here's here's the here's the problem that I have. This is me and just me, uniquely my experience. But I need to feel your energy. I need to be in the room with you. I need to be able to see your shoulders slack. But more importantly, I need to be able to police your behavior. I need to know that you don't have another pop-up window open. I need to know that you're not dicking with your phone off screen. I have to know that you are in the thing and I don't trust that you are in the moment or participating in the game. If, if I can't see your if, hands. If we are well, not in the same room and I can't see your hands. I don't think that's unreasonable. Mike, it's like, mean, show that, me your hands. I'm not, honestly, I don't think it's, I don't think it's unreasonable. Though, that, like, that, that does seem like it's your hang-up, though. Yeah, I mean, it's so not a hang-up. I mean, no, no to, God damn it. So, hold on. <laughs> to, to be fair. To be fair. Um, so, Joe Rogan is still bringing people onto his podcast to record episodes. Mm-hmm. It's important and to you have can that social distance there. six feet away. In a, at a well, I have table. I have two I have two fifteen foot cables, right? Like, so if you want to be in a different room, I would prefer you didn't. But I'll still come to you. The problem I struggle with is ethically. But that's not why you guys invited me on the show. You invited me to show to talk about role playing games and how it affects the industry. It does. Like honestly, like this, we we were going to have an entire conversation yeah. on DMing, and we're going to yeah. save that conversation because okay. I want. First off, I want to extend the invitation to Mike to come on the show. I would love to. Anytime. I am a shill. Fuck he pleases. Mike has an open table. I am a promotion whore. Uh, Whatever is going to get, whatever, I mean, if if whatever is going to expose goinfo.org, I will do. And you are a great friend of ours. You've been in the industry for a very long time, and I love picking your brain. 
I can pick your brain in a way that I'll, that I can't with other people. Hmm. Because well, you're you've flattering. Seen, you've seen it behind the curtain. Sure. Like you've seen it where very few people have. Well, and my objective is to go deeper behind that curtain. And that excites yeah. me. Like yeah, honestly, expose style stuff. Like, like yeah. go in for org and I just I knew about it, but like what you just told me, I just found out and I'm very excited. Right on. Because this is the shit I love. I love hearing about where game designers are, where manufacturers are, what, how yeah. how the market impacts. How this. game design works. Like, this is so amazing. Why does it take two years to go from design to actually be on the game? Why is it 24 months to get something done? Oh, because you do it in China and you don't do it in the United States. Right. And what is the biggest hang up for doing game production inside the United States? Price. It, Toy soldiers. Like God, like, Toy like, soldiers are too expensive to make in the U.S. You, you can make almost anything else in your game. You just have to have somebody do the work to find the places and consolidate the production or go to a company that does it all. Right now, nobody does Toy which Soldiers. Is, which is why when we were talking well, about Can I Even Cooks, yeah. you know, where we're going to print is truly decided on the Kickstarter. Right. If it becomes more financially responsible for us to print in China, mm -hmm. we're going to. But Chris and I have made an effort to make sure that this, this is American. The, this you game can, will be printed in America. You can produce a card game in the United States profitably and right. and not have it take you two years to get to market. And that's what you we're can working do it. on. And yeah. it all depends on the Kickstarter, all that stuff. But right. we, we our, our goal is to be an American-made product, to print in America. Uh, but like you're just a wealth of knowledge and, and more than just the insider of the gaming industry because you've been a gamer for so long. Yes, I love this hobby. I love it. I, I just want to pick your brain. Like I literally want to have like a three hour conversation with Mike on just picking your brain. Well, do you pick a subject and fire? Right. And, yeah. and like, you like, just do, like, your, you do so, your thing. So at, 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 I am extending you this and this has never been extended on this show. Mike Broder. It has never been extended. Like, like officially, no. Officially extended. It's happened on the air. I am telling you this: at any time you want to pull up a, ch a chair and talk with us, you are welcome. I will move guests out of the way. I will make sure that you now, now shut up and listen. You have an open invitation on the show. And I think Chris agrees with me on this. No, absolutely. I mean, here, if Jared Leto is going to come on the show and you're going to interfere with that, I'm I will sorry, kick Jared out. Leto out. Yeah. You're out. Jared Leto will be here. Listen, Jared Leto, he he's, listen, Chris, I I love you, but fetch isn't going to happen. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> so Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's just not. You don't fucking lie to me. It's just not going to fetch is not. Okay. Lie to me. When when Jared Leto shows up at your house and says, "Hey Chris, I'm ready to record an episode of whatever bullshit you do." Um that's the day that Christina Hendricks comes to me with a complete bald eagle and said, "Hey, by the way, my <laughs> your wife is right here and she says it's okay for you to fuck me." Not yeah. not not the While same. She records. Not the same. Yeah. While not she records. No, no, you can't. I can't have that level of shame and inadequacy be recorded. <laughs> Roger, okay. I cannot have that. <laughs> it's okay. You have have to so you can remember it no yeah. no i will remember just like holly's <laughs> just like holly's perfect vagina i will remember <laughs> there's very few things that i can commit to memory to recollection but that is one of them so like how like let's let's go optimistically here how bad is this going to get? Optimistically, 30, 30 days, everything's okay. Um, you know, we stop having these situations where people are getting better and then dropping dead, which is a thing that's not getting reported a lot, but is fairly common. In fact, somebody in my brother's church got sick, an older guy for sure, but got sick, got better, fucking died. Boom, done. But how does it affect the hobby like, like so it, I, that's so optimistically so speaking. best so best case scenario 30 days from now things are back open 
and game stores are still open. People are hurting financially, but nobody's closing their doors. Now let's let's talk realistically. We we know how game stores operate on a razor thin margin. Yeah, realistically, what happens is that thirty percent of them die. Yeah, is that realistically? I think that if we can survive, because the economy can't, we can't do more than a month of being locked up in our houses. People are going to go fucking nuts. I mean, I'm going to go crazy, and I've got food and water, and yeah, people are going to go crazy. But more importantly, people are just going to. They're going to give up. They're going to realize that I can live without this hobby. Um, I don't need to have my comic books. I don't need to buy this many role-playing games. I don't need to be part of this community of 40K players. There will be attrition. You will lose fans. People are going to stop doing the hobby. But more importantly, game stores that are able to weather this storm, at least initially, if if we start to atrophy fan base if we start to atrophy product that will close doors now it would be it it would be i would be remiss to just make up numbers and decide oh i think x percent but it will have an adverse impact both on the fans participation and on the store's income for sure so one thing we talked about last last week was the fact that black widow black widow has officially been pushed out yeah uh, pushed it, out? Yeah, pushed out. They, they, they've canceled the release date. Okay, so they've okay, so they're they've the, delayed it. Suspended. I'm yeah, yeah. Suspended. They don't yeah. know when it's going to come yeah, out. I didn't know the verbiage. A lot of movies are going to... Onward, for example, which you guys should watch. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, a lot of movies are going to, fuck it, we're not doing theaters, we'll do, we'll do VOD. 20 bucks, you buy it. And all that things, which is cheaper than taking a family of four to the theater. No, no, no. Right. We talked about that yesterday. Yeah. But how does... Yeah, why would I take a girl who's not going to fuck me to a movie theater and buy her dinner when I can pay a girl the same amount of money right. who is going to let me drill her in the shitter and then <laughs> right. and then deliberately not call me? Which we prefer. Uh, how does... But so you you would know this more than me and, and, and Chris, and we've talked about how movies impact the, the culture mm-hmm. like you tend to see more of a spike in avenger sales when the avenger movie comes out you sure. see you see these things does the mcu and does these movies that we've come to enjoy impact the stores as much yes and yes. pushing them are, back are, is going to damage yes it will but if you are a comic book fan particularly of the dcu and the uh in in, in the marvel universes understand that the amount of money that those companies make that dc and marvel make selling you your comic books is insignificant when compared to the multimedia money they make from doing cartoons and films and toys and underpants and everything else is that those comic books are an opportunity to advertise the the hobby to advertise the dcu to advertise the avengers what they want is they want you to buy toys from target and they want you to buy movies and download things those comic books they're necessary they're a necessary factor in the equation but they're insignificant by comparison which which leads a couple weeks ago jason and i had this conversation because at&t slash warner is talking about possibly yeah. closing down the dc printing side mm-hmm. uh are they really yeah if apparently if this new event doesn't it's all rumored it's yeah it's, it's, it's speculation rumor, it's rumored but they fired their ceo are they going pure digital because uh, here's the opportunity no that was the conversation yeah, we we're having is, right here's the time they're talking about shutting down their publication arm entirely so we didn't know what it like meant. regardless of covid like reg- this, this was, was before COVID. this was oh that's awesome okay now yeah. i'm in like, oh you got was, me this was, I'm, I'm hooked roger this was the conversation they're saying if the new 5g event which is their 
their new DC relaunch. You and I both know that comics relaunch every since the nineties. Uh, this reminds me of the five G. This is sort of peripherally links to a five G conspiracy theory that I've been watching videos on. But anyway, interesting. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so Warner Brothers is discussing on the fact that if this event is not successful, shutting down publication, the publication arm of, of DC Comics. So they're saying we are going to launch a new fifty two style event. Correct. And I'm just saying that for my own, and I know new fifty two is old. I'm, uh, apparently, for my own, for my own reference point, we are going to do a big event and if it's right. not successful we're just going to stop making comic and that books was, that was the rumor that was going it was around a rumor. This okay. is, it, it, yeah this is has, not it has gained traction so we're going to go on this rumor oh. bandwagon here okay apparently the the 5g event uh talking with jason and his ideas of what's going on is it's much like marvel now mm-hmm. so they're passing the torches on batman will no longer be bruce wayne he'll be xyz Wonder Woman's going to be so and so. And then, blah, blah. as as a cynical reader and a cynical person in general, my first question is: How long is it before Bruce Wayne is Batman again? Oh, About a year. A short, it's a short period. It's About a year. One, one to two years, unless yeah. they shut down the the publishing arm. Uh, now let's let's add COVID nineteen. Well, and those those fucking dickless coward cunts. And then if Batman's if Bruce Wayne's not Batman anymore, when they make a goddamn Batman movie, I shoo sure as fuck it's gonna be Bruce Wayne. Oh, it definitely will be. And that's you the thing fucking is fucking cowards. The, the publishing you arm, fucking cowards. The publishing arm is not gonna fucking change their media arm. Yeah. What Robert Downey Jr. just just is in talks now to return as Iron Man. Like this is happening. There was the, there was never a time where there weren't talks about him being Iron no, Man. No, like, like they're talking about him coming clear. back for the fucking Disney Plus bullshit. Yeah, uh, just like he's supposed to make cameo in Black Widow. Whatever, who fucking cares? Uh, who fucking cares? I'm that's tired what, of Robert a, Downey Jr. as Iron Man. I love, I, I love it. I think he's I think he's brilliant, and he yeah. can be Iron Man until the day I die. Right, yep. and he was. Agreed. His story is over. He and died. I'm still not dead. You're not. I'm but not you dead. You can go back and yeah, you can rewatch so Iron Man. There's one thing I know about comic books professional wrestling and soap operas people come back from the dead they do and god damn it mcu do not do this oh they're everything's getting we, undone we've got man snippity snappies there yeah, we can do whatever we want look, look, you know what and when, and when it doesn't work we'll relaunch everything we'll Which, reboot the avengers you know with you all know, new people you and you'll fucking the, buy it okay, roger okay. The absolute, you'll buy it i won't the absolute i won't testament to that was fucking tom holland as spider-man time yeah. out time out chris i have said this numerous times <laughs> numerous times on the show and i meant it from the day i said it to now the fact that Endgame happened meant I no longer have to watch a Marvel movie unless I fucking want to. Right. Before, I had to. I had to figure out what was going on. I had to see how these were interconnected. So you're, I no longer have to. So, Roger, what you're telling this audience yeah. is that if five years from now they had an entire reboot of the Avengers mm-hmm. with a brand new actor playing Black Widow, yeah. brand new actor Captain America, uh-huh. brand new actor Spider-Man, yeah. brand new actor, I, you wouldn't go see it. It depends. Yeah, you'd see it. Don't I, fucking, I, I don't, don't. I don't plan on look, seeing Black Widow. I, I'd see it. I don't right? plan on seeing Black the, Widow. This kind of commitment is... I'm, the it, commitment's over for me yeah. because when Iron Man launched and they talked about the MCU back in the fucking day, I was like, all I want to see is we knew Infinity War was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see this on film. I have seen it. I no longer need to see the X-Men in the MCU. I don't need to see Fantastic Four in the MCU. I really wanted to. I wanted to, but I don't need to. I spent 22 films, 10 years of my life, going, I need to see how all this pays out. I have finally seen it. And you did an amazing job, Marvel. Congratulations. Kudos. I tip my hat to you as a person who wanted to make movies when I was younger. You did an amazing fucking job tying these stories together and delivering me an emotional story. But guess what? Much like Indiana Jones, much like Star Wars, much like Star Trek, that time has passed. 
Thank you for entertaining me. Right. But but Roger, and and I appreciate your perspective. I tend to agree with your perspective as a fan, but as a money-making entity, no, I refuse to stop. No, because why would I, you? I will lose you, and I will get ten more new people. And more power to those yeah. people that, that that hang along. More power to those people that are going to go see Black yeah. Widow, even though that yeah. story is I mean, done. The character is dead. I agree with you. There is a point of diminishing returns. Marvel. The, the question is: is that where's the disconnect between diminishing returns financially and diminishing returns? as entertainment much you, like you're you're done you've seen what you needed to see there's nothing else that they're going to do for you however where's the opportunity to continue this and make money much because it's still and there I, and i've said this time and time again superhero movies are the new westerns mm -hmm. and once mm, that's they good still make westerns that, that's good no, no they don't not they do. like they not, not like they did not like they used to but tarantino they does exist. tarantino they but, but they don't they don't it used to be western movies were the thing mm -hmm. it was the big thing 50s 60s 70s and then it died down to where every once in a while you might get a western two westerns a decade like legit westerns we're not talking independent film. We're not talking. We're, we're talking, talking. We're talking unforgiven. Yeah, right. we're talking unforgiven. Tombstone. Tombstone. Earth. Jesus Christ, Jesus. Yes. Three Ten to Yuma. Like those. Uh, uh, fucking, I have a love hate relationship with that movie. Yeah, but, anyway. but like, so superhero movies are the new western. Mm -hmm. So they come out every three months. Here's a new western. Here's a new superhero movie. Eventually, we will get burnt out. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, we are seeing this. We are seeing Marvel and, D and Disney. Now, Disney is being rumored to be bought by Apple during this whole COVID-19 thing. Shut up. Yeah, it's out there. Look, Apple might be buying Disney. They can't Shh. afford Disney. Uh, Disney's stock market. The stock market for Disney has crashed. Oh, the yeah. No, if you Yeah, has well, crashed. If I, if I may, to go back to the gaming, to go back to the gaming question, if I were, and again, I'm not saying that he's doing this. I haven't worked for Steve for a few weeks. I don't talk to him personally. I don't know. But if I was a guy like Steve Lusinski and I had the capital to do it in a situation where people were hurting financially like this, I would want to buy them. Yeah. I'm, so here, the difference between Apple and Disney is a few billion dollars. The difference is this. Apple, like this was, this was reported before COVID happened that Apple might be considering buying Disney. COVID happened. COVID-19 happened. The reports are becoming more and more out that Apple might buy Disney, which leads to this point uh, to, to what your question is, how long can we sustain it? As long as kid, as long as parents are taking their kids to see this movie. Right. Eventually the Western phase dies down and mm -hmm. we go back to seeing what movies were meant to be. Right now we're not there. We're at the height of superhero movies. Great. I love seeing superhero movies. I love seeing Deadpool. I love right. seeing it. But we are starting to see a staleness right in the oh no sure i mean the movies. staleness is there because what what is true of the comic book industry what is true of the film industry is also true of gaming and being a game master and just being a creative being a writer you will hit ruts right and comic books have a pretty obvious formula mm -hmm. once you've been reading them for a while if you watch any three Marvel movies, you will see that Marvel has oh, they a have a formula. There's a formula. For sure. there is. And they and they they plug and play regardless of character and archetype. They use the same formula. And people are starting to have that fatigue. We are starting to crave crave originality, which is why when you see something That's like why Deadpool Endgame, was so successful. Right. Deadpool was so successful. Logan. Endgame, yeah. Endgame. Logan, yeah. Endgame did flip the script. Like Infinity War Endgame flipped the script. This was the payoff. This is what we had spent a decade of our life building up to. And it paid off great. Did it? Because how much of it will be undone? A lot of the, it. Yeah. That, fucking and, fuck. And that is why the payoff was not good. But, because it will be majority reversed. Like I said last week, 
the, the, the biggest payoff was, oh my God, the death of Iron Man, where I kind of want your opinion on this, Mike, where I said, uh, Iron Man's death really wasn't that tragic. He proved to us in the first Avengers that he's willing to sacrifice his life for the greater good. Mm-hmm. The difference was this time it ended. Now, Elizabeth, the one that I've been talking to, brought up a different point that I hadn't thought about. Which is now, before in the Avengers, he had nothing to live for. It was save the why, world. Why is it then when you're putting your penis in someone, we I refer to it as talking? I haven't put my penis in this person. <laughs> okay. I've this been person. talking to Mike recently. Yeah, I've been, I've yeah. been talking to this chick. Yeah. What, is that, what does that mean, yeah. I've been talking literally to Literally talking and okay, texting. Right, so but so I have, my penis has not entered vagina. Okay. Conversing. They've been yet. conversing. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping on, on, on dinner night it might change. But penis not entered vagina. We were talking about Infinity War over the phone and Endgame, and she brought up the point that I hadn't thought about was Iron Man, when he sacrificed himself in the first Avengers, had nothing to lose mm-hmm. other than money. I right? fucking said this last you week. Shut the you shut the fuck cunt. up, you hairy-lipped you son of a bitch. dickhole. Go on. And, and she yeah. was like, look, he actually had things to lose now. He had a kid. He had a wife. Yeah. Oh, my he, God. He I fucking knew what the sacrifice you. was. And, and the I sacrifice had impact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It makes no. sense. I, that's exact. Guys, go here, listen to that here, shit. Why don't you guys talk amongst yourselves real quick? I'm going to do the unprofessional thing real quick. I literally brought this up. Did last you really? Week. Oh man! Did he not give you any credit for it? No. Uh, he didn't bring that up. Bullshit! Go listen to the recording, motherfucker. I edited that. Now You're is welcome. this is this like that other story that he was telling earlier, where where he stretches the truth and well, all of a sudden, where you you get that sort of sheepish face down smirk on your on your face, where you're uh, where no, where you're I, called that, out, but that's you're going to continue to dig your heels exploded. in. <laughs> I, like. That was that's total <laughs> bullshit because I totally fucking brought that up and no I remember the conversation that Delightful. I had that evening as well. Mm. So disagree, disagree on that. The one bullshit. Now I did say I'll fucking take Roger with me, and I think mm. that was where he was like he's gonna take everybody with him. Uh, however, doesn't matter. Take them with you in what context? Like when you go crazy, if, you're if, taking everyone with you. Just Roger. Okay. <laughs> just Everybody else has too much to Roger. lose. Roger. <laughs> so is this the format for this show? Since this is the first time we've been on, we just hang out and we bullshit yes, about stuff. That is awesome. uh, so I wh- feel like we should talk about role playing games since Roger's in the bathroom and that's what he wanted to talk about. Okay. So what do you, what do you want to talk about with role playing well, games? So the the challenge the challenge now, and if I could bring it back to what I was saying earlier about being sort of derivative of yourself and having a formula. Yeah. I, I do that very much as a game master. And one of the things that I want to do as a as a game master is try to expose myself to different audiences mm-hmm. to find out what different audiences like. Because I have a very specific game mastering style that as a general rule will work for most of my friends, but doesn't work for everybody. Okay. Um so one of the things that I like to do is, you know, I'm sure that most writers do this where they'll have an idea and they'll basically workshop it. And something that I've always wanted to do is travel to conventions and run the same one shot over and over and over with different people to try to refine it like a comedian does their act or does a bit. Yeah, it's a social experiment. Yeah, that's what I want. That's so that's one of the things that I want to do um, at Fear the Con. With, with, with Fear the Con, with all the conventions that I want to go to, assuming we still have a convention season this year. Interesting. Like, yeah. like I, well, I obviously I just came back from the pisser. Yeah. So imagine, uh. imagine Roger, you sit down at a table with people that you don't know, and you run a game. And then the next weekend, you sit down with six more people whom you don't know, and you run the same game. I well, and you continue to refine and build that you thing like your an storytelling. Yeah. I have um, for every game I run, there is a certain adventure for every game 
that is the same adventure. Like for Deadlands, I run the same adventure as an introduction. Right. Zombies are going to raise. Right. For for D and D, it's this goblin killing goblin, saving the princess type thing. Uh, and every time I sit down for a one shot, what no matter what system we're going to run, I have a game that I'm go- an adventure I'm mm. going to run. Ah, okay. Um, and you saying that like just hearkened to me. <laughs> like like for me, it's not refining. It's I want to see how other players are going to react. I right. want to know where you are as a group. That is something that I have never done as a game master. I have almost never run a repeat session. Yeah, I always have like yeah. like the intro section, the introduction of a game. No matter what system it is, no matter what game it is, I have a adventure for. I will run that adventure. Now, it may not impact the campaign later mm-hmm. on down the road. It might just be because we're just sitting down, we're just playing. Figuring out the players, figuring out your character. Figuring out your characters, figuring out the system. Mm-hmm. Because I want you, when we sit down and actually start the campaign and we're getting deep into storytelling, I don't want to go, okay, well, this is how you do this. We want to have that the, the normal things figured out. So I just run a one-shot. Mm-hmm. So you can get comfortable with your that. characters, comfortable with the rules. But that, like, like, yeah, that right there, mm-hmm. that harkens back to, like, 70s D&D fucking tournament bullshit. Yeah. And I what? love it. Oh, see, see, I don't want to do, I don't want to do, you know, uh, sort of a character folio meat grinder bullshit. No, you don't want to run the fucking... But- but I do want to run, you know, I, I do want to run the same Savage Worlds game or the same Dread game or the same Alien game or whatever for different groups of people so that really the mechanic aspect is the thing that becomes a rote, becomes second nature. Right. And all I can do is really focus my efforts on adapting my game mastering style, adapting my storytelling style, but also exposing it to different minds because different audiences are going to respond different ways to certain elements of the story. So do you think that's what's done when they do like a new campaign book for D&D? Oh, it's got to be. I mean, that's I mean, got you, that, you would think that yeah, that has that got to it. be your, your playtesting stuff is that you sit down with different different groups of people. Yeah. Okay, we've, and, we've got a hundred different people yeah. we're going to run five and at a time. It out. Yeah. yeah, now there's another, there's a pretty interesting business opportunity in here that I won't get into because it's really Dan from Fear the Boots idea. So I don't want to, I don't want to fucking mow his lawn, but you Cut know, that grass. yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a cool opportunity here. Um, I mean, in a perfect world, what, what COVID would do would get people who are storytellers and writers and creative types to recognize their value. Because in a situation like this, the people who do interactive storytelling entertainment are the people that are going to keep us fucking sane. No, they're valuable. You know? Well, that's a bunch of artists are fucking doing live yeah. concerts. Yeah. Live concerts, Streaming live concert. comedy shows, yeah. you know, just, just being out there and staying engaged is important to the livelihood of your business. But also, it's important to the my livelihood and my people, sanity as yeah. a fan. Yeah, I need I need gaming in my life. I need to be. You now, my wife and I, well, we play a lot of two-player board games, and I got no problem with that. But I'm going to need role play in my life. So how old are you, Mike? Just 45. 45. 45. Right. Don't look like a day over 35. You, you don't. You look very uh, young. You look very sexy. Thank you very uh, much. I've uh, lost I've lost, uh, lost some weight yeah, recently. Yeah, I went to the doctor. I was shows. I was only 200. I was 201. I would let Chris yeah. take you in the mouth. That's yeah. how sexy. Nice. Um, Thanks. Yeah, I would suck your dick with Chris's mouth. How long long have you been gaming? (laughs) Um, My first game I was ever exposed to, I was, I don't know, maybe six. Six? Okay. Um, The first time I did role-playing on my own, I was 12. 
Okay. Yeah. So he's an old head. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. So thirty-three years. Yeah. How long? Like, like, who introduced you to gaming? So my parents did. So when I was a kid, um, actually told this story on an interview uh, with Jim McClure on his show Talking Tabletop, which never aired, which disappointed me because his interview style and his show was one of the things that inspired me to pursue this uh, talking as a career, but. I was a little kid. My parents were, were, you know, 70s weirdos. We were living in Salem, Missouri in a house that my father had actually designed. He had actually done the architecture for and helped build. So my parents were still married. I was very young and they had these weirdo D&D playing friends that came over. And I remember very specifically sitting in at some point my mom's lap and at some point my dad's lap as a little kid rolling their dice and doing the thing that people do with their children today. Now, remember that there was a flesh golem in the center of town that was attacking us like a Frankenstein style monster is how the game master described it to me because I didn't know what a flesh golem was at six years old. Fucking gave me nightmares. I was terrified. (laughs) Okay. Absolutely terrified. But then fast forward to several years later, my parents were divorced. Um, My mom is, you know, monstrous and abusive. My dad's gone. Uh, And my older brother is really, really into sci-fi and fantasy and my older brother was my protector uh he's basically my de facto my default father figure Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. i wanted to do everything that bob did so if bob had gotten into soccer or to tennis or to football then i would have gotten we would have a very different we would have a very different brodor yeah we wouldn't know him probably but my but my brother but my brother got into role-playing games and you know uh, you know, weird shit style board games, uh, not like Advanced Squad Leader, but like, you know, Harpoon and okay. that sort of stuff. So he's doing all sorts of weird games and playing Car Wars and Ogre. And, I was just about to say yeah, Ogre and Car yeah, Wars. Yeah. So he's doing all those weird Steve Jackson stuff before Steve Jackson went mad. Um, Which you know. wasn't a long trip. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> he's an wasn't. interesting dude, man. He's an interesting <laughs> dude and he's got a brand, man. He, there's a lot of success in that guy. He does have a brand. <laughs> yeah. But, my, my, so then that's how I kind of got exposed to it. And then my buddy Travis Rader and I, we would sit on the stoop, uh, sit on the concrete stoop of his grandparents' house because he lived with his grandparents. And uh, we would just make up characters and make up worlds. And then our buddy, you know, uh, Matt Schmutz would come over. We'd call him Putz because his name was Schmutz. And we would just make up stories. And then we would hang out with other kids from the neighborhood. And eventually it started getting into an actual game of D&D that was juvenile and terrible and Monty Hall-ish, you know, let's make a deal, you know, way over the top stuff. But fuck, I never turned back, man, because my life has always been about escapism. And my favorite escape is pretending to be somebody that I'm not. And role-playing games provide that. I absolutely love it. I do. I just never turned back. I've never wanted to make out with Mike more than I do right now. <laughs> I, just, I, think, I think it's the five beers that are in you, too. Uh, yeah, it's it could true. be. Because, it could yeah, be. they're 8% per volume. But, like, so, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at Mike, yeah. and I'm listening to his story, yeah. and I'm thinking about, like, how I got into the hobby yeah. and how... Well, how'd you get in the hobby? Uh, my, my fucking cousin. Yeah. Like, he used... Like, so... Now, the, your fucking cousin... Is this the cousin that molested you? No, or? no, no. Yeah. no, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> I, I just don't talk to this guy anymore. Yeah, because he put uh, his penis in your butt. <laughs> you were once or twice. Yeah, he took me behind the furnace, okay? You were 14, he was 18. You no, just I'm... smoked your first joint. You feel a little tingly, <laughs> even though it's supposed to dick with your testosterone. So, it didn't. And you're just raging hard on. And you're like, oh my god, your dick has hair. I'm, gonna, I'm a late bloomer. I'm going to ignore. I'm, I'm going to warn the listeners. This is probably going to be a very long episode. Uh, it, oh, it already is. We're, it. We're what already. time do you guys do? Uh, normally, normally about forty minutes. But you oh, know okay. what? 
about the same as who wears the pants. I like, I like long form. This is a good episode, and we're oh, we're not going. cutting it short. Uh, as long as you're if good, it's, it's fucking no, great, two whatever. hours, whatever. You're welcome. Yeah, we haven't done that in fucking four years. Fucking yeah. COVID nineteen yeah. happening. It, so at some point, I have to go home and figure out what my yeah. career is. I have but, to like do, I have to clean the house and get ready for this. Apparently, girl to come it's over drawing tomorrow. dicks. You yeah. fucking weirdo. Oh, I drew a lot of dicks today. <laughs> a lot of dicks. There's still ink on my finger from dicks that got drawn. But I had a process, Chris. I had my little board out so I didn't stain my table. I had my pencil so I would pencil my dicks out first. And then you marker. And on. then I would take my marker on there. I would take my big fat magnum, <laughs> my magnum sharpie, my Not magnum. Condom. And then I would draw the exterior lines, and then I would go in and I would put in all my subtle detail. I love detail. that Red Sun hoodie, by the way. Thanks, yeah, man. it's a great hoodie. I appreciate it. Um, my cousin got me introduced to games. He used to make his own games. I was six, seven, and we, I'd go over to his house and fucking play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Street Fighter role playing game mm-hmm. in the background, like the old Palladium like, like, black no. and white back like, before like, they yes. br- like, before like the he, turtles had different colored bandanas. He had and, nothing but Palladium books, but uh, he ran his own bullshit system. Yeah, uh, which is where my email comes from. That yeah. was the name of the system, uh, and it, de- it developed this whole love of like like storytelling. Mm-hmm. Now my cousin was a horrible GM. He was the worst guy in the world, but. That allowed me to go to games and crafts. Oh, sure, games, crafts, hobbies, hobbies and, and stuff. stuff. That was my home with Bob. Up. With Bob Hamilton. Bob Hamilton is an old. I game with Bob for you, years. I love Bob. Hamilton. I love Bob. I uh, that is the where that is the beginning yeah. and the end of that story. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's exactly where that yeah. story yeah. needs to stop. Yeah, I love Bob. He's great. And their fish tank full of dice. I, I saw and, him. I saw him years. He came into the fantasy shop once when I was the general manager. He'd yeah. lost so much weight. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, did you get AIDS? And he <laughs> He goes, he goes, no, diabetes. <laughs> well, with Bob, you didn't know. Like, yeah. It could have been AIDS. Yeah, because um, yeah, if Bob told me that he was in a poly relationship with half a dozen men and yes. women and yes. hermaphrodites, I'd be like, good on you, dude. Yeah, you do was, you, boo. So, I mean, the guy had zero judgment. None. Yeah. Like Bob was it Bob Hamilton. Oh, oh, I threw the last name out there. Yeah. Whatever. We did. We him. already did. Uh, yeah. Was a great guy. Yeah. Uh, there was Bob, Dave, John. Uh, Kevin. Yeah, and you could walk into that store and it was like a goddamn time capsule, right? Because oh, their their insane. business model was so poor and their product turnover was so low. So I, bad. I bought a second edition awful green things from outer space from that store. That I mean, twice I've dropped that son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, so that was, my, that was my home growing up. Yeah. Because I lived in Overland and I, I was with them when they moved to the new location. That was bullshit. But like I had a standing every Sunday, it was Wayne's game. Like like every Sunday they knew. We were there five minutes before they opened. We'd order pizza. The clerk got pizza. Like that was my high school group, and that was us. That's cool. Through, that was us through the years. Um and that's oh, shit, cool. when you're young and the internet's not a thing. It wasn't and, a thing. Like, oh, it was very, it's so very cool. Small. So much better. So jealous. Um, that was that was me growing up in gaming, and I met a lot of friends through there. Like Pete, Pete was the one. Pete who, you? Uh, no, Pete Chu came from the fanny shop. Okay. Peter Smith, he used to work there, was my. Hey, your group just fell apart. The store closed. Come play this game with me called Deadlands, mm-hmm. and that was my introduction to Deadlands. And uh, that really, when I when I transitioned to going to the fantasy shop, that's what I was looking for. Was that like where you're you're, you're my customer? Mm-hmm. You buy from me. But you're also my friend. Mm-hmm. We're buds. Yeah. And and like I I didn't have that and I didn't know what to do. And 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 the fantasy shop really opened its arms to me, which is a thing I wish more stores would do nowadays. Well it's it's hard because you you have an industry where and sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Um 
you have an industry that is primarily people who are hobbyists, yes. who are fans in yes. one aspect or another, that know little or nothing about business, right. who have a tendency to be... Well, socially awkward uh, yeah i mean yeah. We, we we range a, across varying degrees of spectrum from well, introvert to extrovert but most people have a tendency to be a little bit more reserved and a little bit more introverted and it's a job that requires bombacity gregariousness mm -hmm, mm -hmm, outgoingness and the one thing like like you and i have talked numerously in the past like for me it has always been about the community Mm -hmm. Is getting more people into the community, getting more people gaming. That's that's what excites me. That's why when I was playing Magic, it wasn't about winning. It wasn't about going to the Grand Prix. It was about handing a deck to a ten-year-old. It was a, it was about walking into the store and seeing guys that you know, like our Joe guys, and Adrian and Corey and Austin, and right. just like oh, growing, I love hanging out with those guys. Growing that community and growing the hobby community has always been the thing. Because when Games and Craft closed, it left an emptiness there, <laughs> mm -hmm. an emptiness that you're just like, fuck, what do I do now? Right. Um, and well, and think about how many of those people just quit gaming. Uh, exactly. I was there the last day, the last day of business doing the silent auction going, what the fuck am I going to do now? Right. My, my, my hometown store is closed. Uh, and that's why when I, when I look at, at gaming, it's never about the game. It's always about the friendships. It's always mm -hmm. about the people we meet along the way. And you and Chris and, and John and everyone I've met along in the past decade, two decades now right. since they've closed has hit that mark for me. Whereas the game is important and it, it, it is what solidifies us, but the community, the friendships, the how do we tell a story together hmm. matters a lot more than what did I roll? No, that's interesting. No, and the, the result or the outcome of the role is not as important to me, but I'm very, very different about my gaming. I, to me, it is, uh, it's something that when I'm running a game, when I'm playing right. a game, and, and I've said this a lot in my life, but I'm a bad player. I'm not the kind of person <laughs> you want in your game as a player, but I'm a really, really good game master. I'm a good DM. I'm a good GM, referee, whatever. You know, that's the thing because I take the game very seriously and I want it to go, you know, some specific directions. But my problem is, is that to me, the narrative is more important than the sense of community or, okay. or at least community has a tendency to irritate me when I'm game mastering. <laughs> when I'm a player, community's great. I love it. I want to participate. Well, I think, I think you're misinterpreting because there is a very cutoff point. There is that I'm running a game. We're telling a story. Right. But if I'm at the store, and you you may or may not have seen this. When I'm at a store and I'm running a game or I'm running an event, mm -hmm. it's how do I get that kid well, or that's that a different, guy? Yeah, that's a different thing altogether. Right. Because the only way that I'm going to continue to roll dice, mm -hmm. the only way I'm going to get more product and continue to tell the story that I'm trying to tell is if we get new blood in. Mm -hmm. Sure. How do we do that? Well, and how do you do that when the store is closed? And how exactly. do you and how do you do that when there's no convention to go to? And how do you do that? Yeah. And that's and that's why. And again, I don't want to sound callous because I am practicing for the most part um, social distancing. distancing. Right. But eventually you just can't anymore. Eventually no. I'm just going to pick up those dice. And if I roll a one or a two, I fucking die. <laughs> and, That's just it. At but at some day, point I'm done. Uh, we as humans, we, we, we tend to look at what we like, what we enjoy. We do have the choice on how we're going to die. Mm -hmm. Like as much as we say, Oh, I got cancer. It sucks. Right. Yeah. You right. live the life to, to make that a thing. Right. Um, our hobby is very important to us. It is escapism. Mm -hmm. It is the one thing that keeps us going. It's, whether it's video games, role-playing, playing magic. 
And this COVID-19 thing has made it to where we have to adapt. We have to figure out as geeks, how do we keep the small companies in business? How do we keep our game stores in business? So we have a place to go on Friday nights. Right. Um, we're going to get through this. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm very much of the opinion that there is a movement inside the gaming hobby industry. Now, when I say gaming, I mean board games, card right. games, role-playing games. I mean gaming in general. But I, I think, and it's not the first time that this has happened, and it certainly has happened in comic book history, but there is a movement to question the necessity of distributors. Why, why am I not sending product directly to game stores? Why am I not sending product directly to consumers? Which is a fair assessment. The, the thing is, I can say this is, is distributors. Eh, like I, I know, I know some, I know right. some guys that work at Southern. Uh, they're great guys. They, the, the work that Southern hobby amazing. games, yes. hobby distributors. Yeah. Yes. They're great guys. I love the conversations we have with them. I love working the relationship I have with them, but, on the flip side, you're just the middleman. Sure. If I can go to Mike or right. I can go to Dave or I can right. go to Ken or whoever right. and, and talk to them on a one-on-one level and get my right. game in their store. Right. Why but, do I need you? But why but but even but even even more so, why do you need him? If you can go to let's just pick a company, Asmo Day. Okay. If I can go to Asmo Day's website. And Asmodee has employed people, um, you know, like Rodney from Watch It Played or Tom Vassell or other personalities. Influencers. Yeah, yeah, other influencers who are charismatic. And instead of going to my local game store, I know I like this person's gaming style. I like their reviews. Oh, they did a pitch. They're pitching this game. They've got a, a 15 minute, a 15 minute video on. I'm just going to watch that. And then I'm just going to order it directly from Asmodee since they have a deal with ACD and they've got their own fingers in distribution. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. just going to order it straight from them because I love Roger Wayne Moss III and I love his videos and I love <laughs> what he has to say about this board game. I'm just going to go ahead and buy it and have them ship it straight to me. Now I'm, I've circumvented everyone in I've circumvented every aspect of the mm -hmm. chain mm -hmm. and just went direct to you and vice versa. And I think that that is the future. At least some permutation of that is the future. Yeah. So that means localized I, hobby shops no I, longer matter. I, I think I, it's true to an extent. Why do I? I mean, why do I need a local hobby shop now? Browsing. L let me Plain. let me speak out of the other side of my mouth. Yeah. I think that brick and mortar retail will always have a place. Yeah. I think it will always be necessary. I think that as human animals, we will always need a place to congregate and have community. Do you know why brick and mortar matter? Watch this, Chris. What's my favorite role playing game? Doesn't matter. No, no. Seriously, I'm asking you. What is my favorite role playing game? Savage Worlds. No, it's not. You Savage Worlds or Deadlands. It's Deadlands. The only reason I know about Deadlands is the brick and mortar store. It sure. was the invite I had, right, to but, join this game. Sure, and because that's the way the system works. But if you are hungry and desperate, and you need to find something to occupy your time to give you that escapism. I believe that you will seek it out in yes. whatever avenues you have to seek it out. If you did not have the game store as an option to seek that out, where would you seek it out? I don't know. I haven't had a game store since how long has it been since Force and Closed? Uh, well, they moved. No, closed. <laughs> they moved. They fucking closed. Uh, yeah. Why did they shut down and open a new store in Creek right. Core? Yeah, how long yeah, ago has you. that been? Uh, years. Three, four years now at this years, point? Well, I mean, it happened after I left Fantasy Shop, yeah. but yeah, not three, that it long. It was three or four years yeah. ago. Uh, so I haven't been at home for four years. And well, I haven't expanded So whose choice is that? 
It's mine. Okay. Like I've been to different stores. You've yeah. seen me at, yeah. at Miniature Market. You, I've been to Newcastle. Yeah. I opened a pull and hold. It's just as a gamer when you don't when your home closes, mm-hmm. it's very hard to find a new yeah. one. It's hard. It's hard and, to find. It's hard to find a group. And once you have a group, if that group mm-hmm. disbands, it's hard to find another. And it's hard and to find a place you feel comfortable. The, the only people that have profited yeah. of, of the, that shop moving is Schnooks because yeah. on my way home, instead of stopping at the fantasy shop, yeah. I still pull into Schnooks right. to spend an hour. And that's why guys like Brent Goad can't come because they're not comfortable. Um, <laughs> they, they're not comfortable enough to let go. And it's hard to do. It's it hard, is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's it's like new games. I can't tell you the last new game I bought. Mm. I don't know. Uh, it's a Wonderful World. Uh, is the most recent board game I bought, and it is absolutely fantastic. If you have the opportunity to play it, you should. It's basically seven wonders with a little bit more structure and actual tangible resources that you have to pick up and assign. Brilliant. See, I just bought Jaws. What's that? Uh, Yeah, I saw that on your shelf. I really want to play it. Um, For me, like, honestly, the last new game I played was Gloomhaven, and that was, like, three weeks ago. I have Gloomhaven. I haven't cracked it open yet. It's like Descent on Crack. I need to get fucking Gloomhaven. Um, You don't. You don't. You do. You don't. It's it's supposed to be the next... It's the number Greatest one game. On, sex. It is. It's the next. It's the number one game it's, on Board Game Geek. It's fucking Descent on Crack. Well, Descent has Hero a Quest, lot of issues. Hero Quest is Hero Quest. Descent is Hero Quest on Crack. On Crack. Yeah. Gloomhaven is Descent on Crack. Mm. Well, I like Crack. So <laughs> apparently you do. I, I'm pro Crack. So what if I wanted it on Meth? Then you need to go Mech Warrior. I don't know. What to tell you. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Uh, like, but that's where I'm at as a gamer, as someone who loves this hobby. I think you and I have talked and like, you've looked deep in my soul in this conversation. Uh, I've been in gaming since I was six years old. I have been around the hobby. I've seen the ebb and flows. I saw the market crash of the nineties on the comic yeah. book side. I saw D 20, both re rejuvenate the hobby and yeah. kill it. The D 20, the T 20 gold rush and the, right. The, the and then the, the, the crash that yeah. happened very shortly after. Uh, gaming is a very important part of my life, and I don't, I don't know how we move on past COVID nineteen as a, as a hobby. Well, if if you if I can risk sounding like a bigger douchebag than I already mm-hmm. am, storytellers have always had power, right? Yes. Since since the advent of language, mm-hmm. people who can fabricate worlds, people who can create fiction and people who can do it in a compelling and convincing way will always have power. They're always going to have influence. The question is, is that what does that look like six months from now for this industry? I don't have any idea. I can speculate, but you know, I don't know. And honestly, here, I'm going to sound like a bigger douchebag. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Maybe COVID-19 is the best thing for the hobby. Maybe it is time we hit the reset button. So basically what you're saying is, is that we need to have a disease that's we going needed to take a new plague. All no. the OGs, all the grognards, the original gamers, the people that established this in the late 60s and early 70s to fucking die so we can, <laughs> okay, Zoomer. No, I, I, I don't mean that. But maybe it is time that we realize that the old way of doing things, the fact that we haven't had innovation. No, you're right. That that maybe D&D, maybe Watsy, maybe these big companies that have taken over the hobby. Maybe it is time for us to realize that they started as independent retailers. Look at what fucking D&D started out mm-hmm. as. Gary Gaia had started out in his fucking garage. And we've had a few success yeah. stories along the way. 
and it's changed. Yeah. Now you have to go through a committee. You have to make sure your game is going to be I, successful. I, I do need to throw out a little love to that Dave Arneson guy. Oh, whenever Dave, we, yeah, well, whenever we talk about yes. D&D, Dave gets shit on. Dave does get he shit gets, on. He just gets forgotten. Like, he's passe. Like, well, was he there? Was he no, even, was he even he, a real person? He didn't create Blackmore. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't nah. matter in the sense of D&D. Yeah. But maybe it is time. Maybe it is time that the, the market and, and we as gamers reconnect to the fact that what what made this hobby so special was two guys sitting down and, and doing what they love. And we've allowed big companies, big corporations, Fantasy Flight, Watsy, Hasbro, and I know they're one of the same, Avalon Hill. All these companies have merged together and, and pretty much taken over the industry. Well, and Asmodee North America definitely continues to assimil- up, assimilate yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you. Asmodee, if you decide to buy EG Games, we're probably going to let you write that check. Yeah. But... Maybe it is time that we realize that this hobby was started by nerds and it wasn't 100% about profit. It right. wasn't about making a way to retire. Well, that's, it, was, it was about doing what we love well, and getting it out. Yeah, well, that's and that's really that's really it, is taking your art and balancing profit versus passion and which one is more important to you and and paying service to both. And the reason that, we, that's really the goal right. is to have a good product that people want to buy. Well, and the reason Chris and I started EG Games was there was this game when I was a kid called Ebola Monkey Hunt. Mm-hmm. placebo press it was fucking ten dollars a copy I, re- I i remember and yeah. and that idea of getting cheap entertainment into your hands yeah we right. were all about the super affordable and, and seeing what like like when watsy launched d20 it was 20 bucks a book it was mm-hmm. seeing those things and lately in the past 10 15 years it seems that the market has corrected itself it's all about making that profit and maybe this mm-hmm. as, as devastating and as horrible as it sounds allows us to reevaluate our hobby and what truly well, matters. It, and that's that's something that again, I know that this episode's taken a long time, but who gives a let's, fuck? Let's talk about I love you listeners. Let's talk about like, Chris cares. No, uh, I don't uh, care. I'm I'm thinking of the listeners at that point cuz you're like so, who gives a fuck and I'm like, "Oh god." Ah, yeah. whatever. So, There's like five guys that listen to these episodes. So <laughs> here's here's the issue is that it's the the Kickstarter mm-hmm. is is the new unknown, right? Because Kickstarter has pointed out a lot of interesting things about the industry. Yeah. Um again, I don't need investment from a company. No. I don't need AEG or Asmo Day or whomever to make my game. I can make my game. You can. And I can send it directly to the consumer. But you can't get it on the store shelves without that support. Right. So I have a successful Kickstarter. People will find me. People right. will go to their game stores. They'll talk to their buddies. They'll find my game. Like, it happens. Like, well, here's Cards Against at. Humanity is the perfect no, example. No, well, that. fuck Cards Against Humanity. Here's where we're at as, as a company. Yep. Now we're going to get a little behind the scenes here. Right. Our Kickstarter launches. It's successful. Or your Kickstarter delays and everybody waits three months and right. everyone launches their Kickstarter at the exactly. same time and your game gets lost we're in the shuffle. We're, we're, yeah. Yeah. Hold on. We're going with happy thoughts. <laughs> so so Conniving Cook's Kickstarter launch. Yeah. We're successful. Yeah. We hit our goals beyond a while. We are peg ink on Kickstarter. We hit mm. our goals beyond a, a shadow of a doubt. And it's amazing. I still have to turn to ACD. I still have to turn to Southern. Mm. I still have to turn to the distributors and go, right. look, right. I need you to get our game in Dude, stores. there's a million games. No, we don't. Why am I carrying your game? Exactly. Yeah, no, fuck I'm that, your man. Game. There's a million. I, I can't so, afford to carry all the games so that are on the market. At, at what point do I turn, like, as a game as, as a game designer, as, as a game manufacturer, turn and go, all right, fuck you, distributors. Fuck you, ACD. Fuck you, Southern. 
I'm calling John Perks. I'm calling all of, I'm calling miniature market. I'm do calling you have stores. the time and inclination to do that? Right. And that's the or thing do is, you do what the or you do what Cards Against Humanity did and say, God, we're so successful. Even if you want to my carry my game, fuck off. You don't get to carry my game. Buy for me or buy it from Amazon. Right. Cards Against Humanity wasn't like that for five years. They yeah. were like, uh, hey, look, we took apples to apples and made it perverted. Ha <laughs> ha. I hate Cards Against Humanity. You can real hate quickly, it, but but the business quickly, model worked. Yeah. Real quickly, it's great. This is why I hate Cards Against Humanity. You took a creative thing about apples to apples. I made this great wholesome game, and here's me telling a dirty joke. Mm. And you're like, let's take out the creativity. That's why I hate Cards Against Humanity. So I, I, you don't get to be suggestive, is what you're saying. It's I, just blatant. Well, but you have the opportunity to play the game however the fuck you want, right? Right. And 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 honestly, I mean, I've played that game with plenty of people where I've been drunk enough where I'm like, no, you need to listen to me explain why this shit's funny, right? And I'm okay with that. I, and if somebody else wants to advocate for their choice, I'm okay with it too. Um, but you know. It, it's a fine game. As a, it... as a former retailer, I have opposition to some of the decisions and practices that those guys made. But by the same token. As a business person? Yeah. Well, yeah they, they made the a lot of money. Of yeah. They made a lot of money. And well, they, 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 they do you know who, do you know who got to distribute their game? It was fucking Target. Yep. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, why would I worry about Alliance or ACD Fuck or Peach them. State if or anybody else? I can send else? it straight to Target. Yeah. Hey. And guess who shops at Target? Everybody. Everybody. I'm yeah. stopping at Target tonight to get chicken breast candles and, and, and some, some things to make sure that my night Lube and goes. condoms. And, right. Yeah. Right. I haven't had to buy condoms in years. Dude, that's about to change. Yeah, it's all about to change. But <laughs> <laughs> much like COVID-19's hitting, our hobby is how do game manufacturers go on? Now, well, how do you go out and fuck somebody? How do you meet another person Easy. and put your dick in them Easy. when they could have COVID? I get horny. Oh, fair. It's been like three months, Mike. Right, it's fair. been a while since my it. penis has entered another living being. Hmm. My floor With can the exception only be, of my hand. <laughs> my floor can only be stained so much like before I, it's time to blow that load in a rubber I love condom. This, I love this pearlescent glaze on your bathroom <laughs> tile. This don't is great. Yeah. Don't look at my side of the bed, Mike. Just don't do it. It's actually, you You would shoot it into the other side, right? You no, 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 because you roll you over. You want to lay in it? No, no, you roll over and shoot it on the floor you right, by the, right by the window. You want your shame? No, right. you roll over <laughs> no, sideways understand. on the floor and you're like, fuck it. Either the dog will look it up or I'll clean it up later. Wow! Oh Animal my god! Abuse. All right, now I'm gonna throw up. I think that's. I think. Did I think, I, I cross I think that's where right? I have to get up and pee and be. Did I, did I yeah, that's a good place to end it. <laughs> but in all seriousness, Mike has been amazing having you on the show. Oh, um, I am six beers, five beers deep now. I'm just glad um, that somebody else is drunk because <laughs> I can live vicariously through Roger. Because um, I want to be drunk and I can't. I. This this show has gone on far too. This episode has gone on far too long. I'm going to disagree with you. I think this episode has been a blast. It was solid. It, it was, was solid. solid. I, I, and I enjoyed it. And I really want to have Mike on the show. And I want to pick your brain more because you do have, you have something like I've been in the industry for a very long time, um, more than I than I care to, to care to admit. But you do have that other side. Like I'm just the guy that buys the games, right? And well, I, I would love to pick your brain and, even more. And that's really the pitch for for my podcast, Why We Game, is I am fascinated by the aspects of the industry to which I've not yet been exposed, and and I want to understand them. I want to ex I want to get exposure to them. That's really my shtick. So Mike has an open invitation on this show, starting today. Mike has an open invitation on the show. It, it's fucking been there because I've asked him to be on the show probably a dozen times, and. Oh my you god! I forgot how cool I was. When I we, don't. 
I when we started the show, yeah. I was like, dude, I would love to have you on it. And you're like, dude, I'm just really busy. Yeah, really I was a busy g- fuck off. <laughs> no, fuck off is right. <laughs> fuck off. Fuck off. You know what? You can take the standing ovation or whatever the invitation it, and shove it up to, your ass. Time out, time out real quickly though. To be fair, Mike, to I, be I do, I do be own your copy of Deadlands. Oh wow! And uh, I want you to sign it. Though oh you've sure. Already, you've already signed it on the back, Ambrodor. Yeah. I want an official <laughs> Mike Brodor signature. I would absolutely do that. So you bought it from a fantasy shop? I bought it from auction? an auction. Oh, yes, too funny. yes. That is uh, cool. After I had sold my original Do you know who collection. has my L5R stuff? I have no idea. You know who has my L5R no. stuff? Me neither. And that I, pisses me off. I want my first at L5R stuff back so bad. Like it's, I'm it's so insane. ashamed of myself for getting rid of it. Next time, next time we have you on the show, you and I are going to... I'm sorry, Chris. When Mike is on the show, you're going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> We're going to have a conversation. It's like, I'm going to go br- of... brush my big chiclet teeth. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be good looking in We're the other room. We're going to have a conversation of our favorite role-playing games and why that is. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm excited for Systems, that. worlds, both. We'll do All categories. Of above. Top five because worlds, top five mechanics. I'll leave you to you like this. I will run L5R. I will never fucking play that game. I will play L5R. I will never run. See? That's, L5R that's, is the only game I'm a good player. I'm a horrible player. So, uh, like, fuck you. I'm uh, all Western. Let's go. Ah. Uh, yeah. Nice. All right, guys. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Chris. Do yeah. your thing. Guys, go to entertainthegeeky.com. It's there. You can find all of our social media links, fun articles, and good stuff like that. Also, you should go to goinfo.org to learn more about the Influence So Foundation. far, there's nothing there but a picture of a switch that looks like a penis. Mike is retarded, folks. Now, uh, uh, whoa. have uh, you seen my chromosomes? The Y chromosome is gnarled, dude. It's not a healthy thing. We're, we're all dudes are fucked up. But anyway. Also, guys, check out Board Game Bros. Matt and Jeff are doing an amazing job over there. They're digging into board games in a way that I can only imagine as I sit there and, and wet dream. Uh, conniving cooks Kickstarter coming soon. Date to be TBA, determined. Yeah, uh, we told you May fifth a while ago. Hey, end of the world happens. Not our not our fault. We did shoot a video. It was amazing. Big shout out to all the guys that helped us out. You guys were amazing. Thank you so much for that. Check out Nerd News and always like, comment, subscribe. Hit us up on Facebook. Ronnie Cobb, you've been amazing arguing with Final Fantasy. I love it. Um. If you guys want, you can listen to more of me and Mike on our show, Who Wears the Pants? Which I was a guest star this week. You were. You were. And you can hear Roger on Who Wears the Pants Which was great because week. Roger got to tell us about divorce and dating. It <laughs> yes. was really fun. <laughs> Fucking magical, right? Um, guys, Chris normally says this, but hey, stay safe and... Stay geeky. See ya. Stay geeky. <laughs>